This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. Some of you have heard me mention what is one of my favorite aspects of the stained glass windows at Holy Trinity. Rather than have some depiction of the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, some depiction that we might either agree with or disagree with, instead, the most prominent windows in our church, right over the altar, have to do with the Incarnation with God becoming flesh in Jesus Christ and then extending that incarnation to us. Those two central windows have to do with rising up, not so much Jesus's rising from the dead, but instead with Jesus raising up Lazarus from the dead in the top window and then raising up blind Bartimaeus in the lower window. I'm thinking of this raising up action of God through Jesus in our world because in today's gospel from John 6, Jesus makes it clear that the whole point of his rising is to raise up others, to raise up you and me, so that we might walk tall and strong in this life and we might join one another in the next. Throughout the Gospels, the Greek word that we translate in English as rise up, anastemi, occurs again and again. The man who's healed of a withered hand, the daughter of Jairus, the prodigal son, all rise up or are raised up. Jesus also uses the same word when he's talking with the disciples about the mysterious Son of Man, this Son of Man who turns out to be Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. Jesus tells them what the scriptures prophesy, that the Son of Man will be delivered over to the people, mocked, spitefully treated, and spit upon, and then they will put him to death. But on the third day he will rise again, anastemi. In our Old Testament lesson from 1 Kings 19, it's Elijah who gets raised up, not in that dramatic way like at the end of his life, but here in a way that could almost be overlooked. If we were to read more widely in 1 Kings, we would see how the prophet Elijah has gotten into trouble with the wife of the king. Jezebel, the queen, is out for his head. And so no place is safe for Elijah the prophet. People have stopped listening. And so in today's reading, Elijah is beginning to feel a little sorry for himself. He prays to God to take away his very life. And then Elijah goes and takes some time out in what becomes a kind of holy pout. He sits under a tree and falls asleep. But an angel wakes him up. Now, who knows if this angel is a winged, mysterious, wispy thing blown out of heaven, or maybe the angel is more mundane, someone from down the street with a little something extra to eat. Who knows? But something stirs Elijah, something rouses him that is of God. And so it is an angel, a messenger of God, who says to Elijah in some way or another, get up, Elijah, eat, God will provide. Elijah is raised up by God, or rather, Elijah is raised up by God's messenger. That's the way it works so often in our world. We are raised up by one another. When we feel the prayers of other people, they sometimes feel like we're being given a boost, a second wind. 
when someone offers us a hand or a, a kind word, when we thought nobody noticed us, but we are raised up, when someone offers us another way of seeing a problem or tackling something that we thought was unsolvable, we are raised up. Last year, about this time, we had reopened the church for about a month, and we were extremely careful to keep our masks on. And so because everyone was wearing masks, I couldn't always tell if I knew someone or not. And so one Sunday morning after the service, a, a woman was lingering in the pews, and so I stopped by. And I said, hello, I'm not sure I know you. I'm John Bedingfield. And she looked up at me, and I could see her, her eyes were filled with tears, and she said, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Again, I said, well, my name's John. What's your name? Do we know each other? And then she explained that she had just moved in the day before. She had moved in across the street. And really, earlier the summer, it felt like her whole life had fallen apart. A parent had died. A relationship had ended. Her friends had moved out of the city. Her workplace couldn't quite figure out how to coordinate remote work, so everybody was on hold. And so she'd moved in the Saturday, the day before, and just fell asleep. But Sunday morning, she woke up, she looked across the street, and she noticed the church with the doors open, and so she came in. She said she was dazzled by the space and the music and the, the feeling. And through our community, through the space, through the mystery of God's spirit, she heard some word of hope. She received communion for the first time in years, and it fed her. This worshiping community, through the presence of the Holy Spirit, raised her up for that day, at least. Her life has since gotten busy and full again, but she occasionally stops in to reconnect and to add her part in the life of God's Spirit to raise up others. In today's gospel, Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. Let us give thanks to God that we have been raised up, we are being raised up, and that on the last day we will be raised up into the full love and life of God. Let us pray. Grant to us, Lord, we pray, the Spirit to think and do always those things that are right, that we who cannot exist without you may by you be enabled to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. At the 11 o'clock celebration of the Holy Eucharist on August 8th, Karen Hyman sang a setting of the Lord's Prayer by the 20th century composer Michael Head.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.